Good late evening, everybody. The time is 6.54 p.m., February 8th, 2019, at the time of recording, and you are listening to the very first edition of Pelscast. I'm your host, Ryan Barron, and in the Pelscast, we'll be going over many things only with the New Orleans Pelicans. That is our focus. That is our where all my time will be going towards for this podcast. We're talking trade rumors. We're talking free agent signings. We're talking pre- and post-game analysis and statistics. And we're also talking draft. That is one big thing I am looking forward to this summer. The Pelicans are finally going to be able to be in a position to have a, a another high draft pick. Our last high draft pick was Buddy Heald. Unfortunately, we did trade him in a trade that looked good at the time, but we all know how that happened. So, starting off things tonight, we are looking at New Orleans versus Minnesota at home in New Orleans. It's 8.30 p.m. Central Time. It will be on ESPN. New Orleans is favored by six, which I found a little bit surprising. Minnesota Timberwolves are 25 and 29, 8-19 on the road. New Orleans are 24 and 31, 15 and 10 at home. Now, the th- I, I say I found that surprising that New Orleans is favored by six because I, I would assume that New Orleans would have been in this uh, kind of, um, y- you hate to say it, but a, t- a tanking mode to get the better draft pick. But I think it also could be because uh, Anthony Davis is playing tonight. It's going to be kind of an awkward game, I would say. Um, it, it's going to be different. It's going to be different for sure. Uh, the league has actually reportedly come out and said that for each game that new, they sat out Anthony Davis, they would be fined $100,000. Whether or not that's true, I'm not sure, but let's assume it's true. That's crazy. That is absolutely insane. I don't understand how. Somebody can do that when you come out and you you discuss or you propose a trade. You you say I want to be traded. I don't want to be with this team anymore. But then when you when you don't get traded exactly when you want, you know what, what's going on there? Why why do why is the team obligated to keep you playing? And I just don't think it's worth it because you know Anthony Davis. I, I I do like Anthony Davis. You know even though he's going to be leaving the team soon, he's still a really good dude. He's going to fight really really hard. I'm not really sure if, you know, I want some of these young guys to get a chance. You know, I want Jaleel to stay the main focus. I want to see what his potential can be going to. But another thing, Minnesota has a few injuries. Jeff Teague is out. Robert Covington out. Tyus Jones out. Uh, Derek Rose is questionable for this game. And those are some pretty key pieces. Obviously, they'll still have Anthony Towns. But that's why I, I understand maybe then that New Orleans is six favored by six and they are at home. But enough of the game tonight. I'll get that later on the post-game analysis. We're going to be talking about some of the trade deadline things with New Orleans. And my very first thing I want to get out there is that is New Orleans not trading Anthony Davis to the Lakers, not, not caving in to their trade demands and I, it's completely split. There are a lot of people that be- believe that we should have wait, or we what we're doing is waiting till summer so we can get the best from you know Boston, New York, Milwaukee, whatever, so they can throw the kitchen sink at us. However, there are a lot of people that believe that it's kind of just smoke and mirrors. There, Danny Ainge is working his magic to to 
get Anthony Davis for the lowest price possible. And and I will admit this, the Lakers offer is very, very it's a nice looking package just from just looking at it. You look at you talking about young guys, you're talking about Lonzo, you know, let's just throw away the fact that he, I know he doesn't want to be in New Orleans, but let's let's not talk about that right now. You have Lonzo, uh Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, uh, they would have had Zubac at the time. They would have had first-round picks. Rondo and Stevenson and Beasley were thrown around too. I mean, that's I'm not a fan of that. We're in a rebuilding mode right now. I'm, I'm not sure if we would really want to go for that. But I do like the young core with picks. However, when you really look at it, it is a young core, and it's but it's a young core that they've had, I believe, too much time to show any potential, and they have potential, but they don't have that superstar potential. We we need to find somebody that can be the face of a franchise, and we need to find guys who can win. Like they could just go out there and be the Anthony Davis for us, and then then some. Because Anthony Davis, obviously, you know, the greatest player as he has, we haven't really gone much, and that that's not completely fair to him because Dell Dimps has failed to put a t- good enough team around him, but that's neither here or there. I believe that the brand, like brand, okay, let's take Brandon Ingram for example. Brandon Ingram could be a very, very good player. However, he's extremely inconsistent, and I understand maybe it's maybe being in LA is not good for him. Maybe he needs to grow in a different market with other potential, you know, teammates and 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 seeing you know being in New Orleans a little bit easier than being in LA you know getting so much media attention but Brandon Ingram really has not shown that he's superstar material or even star I mean anything even great player material he's he show he has some great flashes but they come once so few often that it, it, is it really worth trading your franchise player for somebody like that okay and then you take Lonzo I like Lonzo. I think he's he gets a lot of heat because you know because of his dad and people thought he would be a lot better, but he's just the same way. He he shows flashes, but he's not what the Pelicans need to rebuild. Uh, Zubac is you know he's a solid player, but come on, he's I I don't see superstar. I don't I don't even I don't see great player. I see a really good solid player who can who can start. Or come off the bench, and you know, I think he could be a very good player, but I, I just don't see him being able to help turn a franchise around. And I think the the best piece I looked at was Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma's a very good player. I think he actually can be a star in the making. However, I don't know if it's it. it you're you're talking about such a downgrade. All right, you're, you're talking about if we do that. From Anthony Davis to Kyle Kuzma, no, we're we're not gonna get another Anthony Davis. You're not gonna get that. But Kuzma, you you want to get a player who could potentially become that that role in the Pelicans organization. And, and Kuzma really isn't that. I, I I think a lot of Kuzma's success is due to kind of like the opposite of of Ingram's decline I believe is because he's in LA and Kuzma's success is because he's in LA because he gets to learn from LeBron they're in similar positions and he is a very talented player but I don't think he'd be very um very successful in the New Orleans scene for him my preferred trade destination 
or the team that I want to, I really cannot wait till we get talking to is Boston, obviously. The thing I worry about is people know Danny Ainge is a really, really, really good GM. And Dell Demps, well, he's Dell Demps. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to speak bad of the man, but he's let us down one too many times. Danny Ainge has really, I, I mean, the Pelicans have done it themselves too, but he, he's kind of helped keep the Pelicans from not trading Anthony Davis to L.A. Because he knows if he doesn't do that, I, I do believe that that we're looking at like he's talking about, oh, you know, Tatum and Brown and Hawford and Smart and a plethora of picks. I, I, I promise you, people, that that is not going to be the case come July. Because he is not going to, he's, he doesn't want to, I mean, you're talking about, when you're talking about Tatum and Hawford and Smart and Brown, you're talking about four of your key, like, key guys. Like, these are the, like, and if you want to win a championship, you can't get, a, you can't get away four of those. They're going for a championship. Yeah, you're getting Anthony Davis, but you got to look at your bench players. You got to look at your depth. You got to look at what's working. And they don't even know, and, and that's another situation with Kyrie. It does worry me with Boston, but let's say we're able to get Brown, Tatum, and some picks. Let's just go with that particular one. I think that's a very obtainable goal, and I think that's a, a huge win for the New Orleans Pelicans. Because if they're able to get, especially if they're able to get three of their draft picks, let's just go a scenario, they get two of the draft picks. So we'll end up getting three, probably lottery picks in the draft, I would assume. Um, depending on which picks they give us. Three lottery picks. You know, we can always dangle those picks for a higher pick in the future too, but, you know, everybody's always really sold. I'm not as sold on Zion. I think Zion's a very good player, and I think it's great for marketing. But I, I, I think that RJ is, I mean, I just think that he's the, the better overall player. I think that, Zion is more flashy. I think Zion will draw in more sales, or whatever. But I think when you're talking about, if you want W's, if you want wins, and the if if you just want, if you're chasing championship, which team needs, you know, it's not about showmanship. It's about we need to we need to win a championship. We need to go out there and show that we can compete before this team gets sold. So I think if we're able to move up. I think he's very obtainable. And there's actually uh this there's about five to ten guys I think that the Pelicans could draft that would maybe not be an immediate impact, but they'll have the potential. They'll have a lot of potential. And then you're talking about Brown, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's a very, very good player. Maybe coming to New Orleans, maybe he grows a little more. But we all know that the number one thing about this this draft or this trade, I'm sorry. Is Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is super young. He's already very, very good. He's superstar material. He can sell tickets. And I, I think it's completely worth trading Davis for. I think and he's a he's a very, 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 very talented player. I think if he takes so if he can become the guy in New Orleans, you could see his numbers skyrocket. And his numbers are already pretty good. But when you take him away from from Kyrie, you know, scoring opportunities are going to be much more for him. He will be the number one option 
if his potential stays the same, if he if he ends up as good as we think he is. Another trade scenario that a lot of people look at is, is New York. I particularly really do not like the New York trade. Um, only because if we trade Anthony Davis for one pick, right? Yeah, we'll get some other players, but like, Everybody, it, it, another thing going back to Zion, they want that to use for Zion. Like, Zion is not gonna. Uh, he's, I don't think he's gonna be better than Anthony Davis. I don't think he will at all. I think, I think his biggest upside is just national attention. And I don't know if this team needs it in a rebuilding mode, but do we really want to trade Anthony Davis for some role players and? A draft pick, a high draft pick. I see. I I don't necessarily think so. I think we with Boston, we're getting draft picks and we're getting two proven guys. Jalen Brown is a little more up and down. Tatum's proven. Tatum is going to be a superstar. You can mark my words now. It's February eighth, two thousand nineteen. I will say, Jalen will be a superstar. He will be a top ten player in the league in a few in a few short years. Another thing I want to discuss was that Markeith Morse was waived today. And it is upsetting because I was a little bit excited to see what he'd be able to bring to the table. But when you're looking at people, don't think that it's a it's a failed trade because look at it more as we traded Wesley Johnson for a second round pick. Wesley Johnson, you know, great guy. But you know, he wasn't gonna be a part of this team's future. And we were able to get a second-round pick from it. And with the uh, Miritic trade, we have so many second-round picks. I think we can turn we can turn some second rounds into the first round or some solid key players. I, I really like what they're doing there. We're loading up on draft picks at this point. This is it, it's starting to look it's starting to look like a true rebuild. I don't know when the Pelicans have last been in a real rebuild. All right, after they traded Chris Paul, I mean those years were just. Very, very, but like now it's their opportunity. Like I think this is the best opportunity we can get to rebuild and become a championship team. Because if we don't successfully pull this off, I, I just, I don't see basketball being around in New Orleans for very long. Because this, if this is not successful, we are one of the, we are the smallest market. If I have my information correct, All right? The smallest market. Our fan base. I think our fan base is great, but our fan base is small. And when you factor in all these things and you're not winning, when you're not winning, the fan base is only going to shrink. And when your fan base shrinks, you lose money. And when you lose money, you're not going to stay there. And we don't want to lose Pelicans basketball here in New Orleans because some people, everybody knows how much New Orleans or how much the Pelicans mean to us. The Saints, that is the big story. Obviously, everybody loves the Saints. But I think it, I, I really wish I could just get people to be involved with the Pelicans because I think the Pelicans on the verge this year of finally being able to rebuild. However, they just need to make sure everything goes right. It does scare me because Dell Demps, I mean, he's, he's a guy who has let Pelicans fans down time and time again. 
So finally, we're going to take a look at the Western Conference standings. You got Golden State, Denver, Oklahoma City, Portland, Houston, Utah, San Antonio, and LA all in the playoff. Or LA Clippers, I'm sorry, all in the playoff picture right now, one through eight. To see, then there's Sacramento, Los Angeles, Dallas, Minnesota, and New Orleans. And with New Orleans, they are. <coughs> Excuse me. They are five and a half games back from the eight seed. And they can they could really make a run. They could really, really make a run for it and make the playoffs this year. But do we really want that? I, I just I, I'm afraid that they're gonna do that. I don't want to lose to Golden State in the first round, lose out on a high draft pick. I don't think it's worth it. Like I hate talking about tanking, but like, is it the option? I we need either either lose or try to win with young players who don't get the chance to prove themselves. You know what I mean? It's The time has come for the Pelicans to just accept the fate that this is a rebuilding team because they haven't exactly done that. Now I'm going to get to the, some uh, rumors addressing Julius Randle. Uh, not, maybe not rumors. It's, I mean, it's true. It's, it's about people have shopped Randle, and there's... There's some fans out there who would, you know, want to trade Randall for some draft picks, but I'm not sure. Let, let's say we trade, we get Tatum and um, Brown from Boston. All right, we won't even include the draft picks at this point, because then you'd be looking at Drew, you'd be looking at Tatum, you'd be looking at Brown. So it'd be Drew, Tatum, Brown, Randall. Impossibly Okafor, because I could see Drew running the point. Maybe Tatum uh, at shooting guard, or no, Brown's gonna have to go small forward. Brown at small forward, Randall at power forward, and then center Julio Okafor, and then we'll have those draft picks, and maybe we, we maybe we get a little bench. I think they could compete next year. I really do. I think this team is gonna be able to whoever they trade for. Or whoever they trade for, if it's you know Boston, of course, and we get Tatum. Like I think that's a, I think that's a team that can win now. Get a, but anywhere in between the four and the seven seed, I think that's possible. I think that's absolutely possible for New Orleans. So I'm not, I'm not really sure why people would want to get rid of uh, Holiday and Randall so quickly. I understand it's for draft picks, but you know, this rebuild might not exactly have to be. The longest it could be a quick year. We need we should at least see. We should at least give them a year. And I really like Holiday. They're both averaging twenty points a game. Holiday at twenty point nine. Randall at twenty point one. Julius Randall has nine point three rebounds a game, and Drew Holiday has got five, and he's got eight assists. I mean, they're they're really really good. So I I truly don't understand why people are. Are wanting to get rid of him so fast because they're young. Like Drew Holiday, if they can compete, he's going to stay. Like, like Randall's very, very young. If we can, if we can keep Randall, that is key. That is like, I mean, that is key to what we're able to able to accomplish. And I, I really hope Joel Okafor kind of continues on the same path that he's on now because If he is able to at least become, let's just say, a solid bench player and put up some numbers, that is just some, that that's another cheap young option option that we have we can keep right now. 
I really like that. One last thing before I go is that there were talks of the Pelicans trading for Markel Fultz before Fultz was traded to Orlando. Obviously, we didn't offer as much as Orlando did. I think, uh, I think, I think both teams kind of won that trade because I mean, I, I think Sixers more, but Orlando at least has they have a chance to see if they can make Fultz what he what he should be. I really would have liked to trade for Fultz, however. I think it's okay. I, I, I think that Fultz is – I think the Pelicans' rebound isn't going to be a long rebound. Uh, sorry. Rebuild. It's not going to be a long rebuild, and you know I'm fine with that. And I think that's best option. I want to do a quick rebuild and become championship contenders very quickly. I know that's a lot to ask for. So I don't know if Fultz would have been the player to rebuild around. I, I don't. I think he needs to go to a team like the Magic, who have a, a long, a long way to go before they become a really competing team. And not just for playoffs. I'm, I'm talking, you know, championships, conference finals, conference semifinals. Not just getting in and one and done. So that is going to be it for today's edition, the first edition of the Pel- Pels Cast podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening. Please, 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 if you enjoyed listening at all, if you've heard me, because I will be advertising on Instagram, I'll be I'll be going through. You know, you know, continue to listen. Let, let's continue to support me. I'm I'm gonna try my hardest to, to post as much as I can. And as always, take fight, go pels, and let's beat them Timberwolves.